Lululemon wants to get your feet into their shoes, provided that you are a woman and you like to run. They put out this um, interesting uh, new shoe. It's called Bliss Feel, and it, they have more plans for uh, running shoes or other shoes that are, are sports-centric. Uh, but this um, inaugural shoe is a running shoe, and, and it's made to run. And apparently, it's getting some pretty good reviews, especially for women that have narrow feet. Apparently, it is a great shoe if you have a narrow foot. The Bliss Feel hit the market on March the 8th, and Michaela Kahn is a PhD student in clinical biomechanics at the University of British Columbia, joins the show to talk about the shoe. Thanks for being here. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Listen, I used to live out in BC. I lived right on 5th Street at McDonald. It's right down the way from the flagship store on 4th Avenue in Vancouver, which I frequented quite often, and I still am a fan of Lululemon. I kind of, you know... uh, winced a bit when I heard they were moving into the shoe market, but they did a lot of research and development during the process of designing these shoes, and they scanned the feet of more than one million women in the span of four years. Can you speak to how unusual that is? Yeah, um, it's a really, really cool thing, and I just want to start off by saying that I love that we're talking about females in sport. Any way we can encourage females to be more active and to run is so, so positive for me. Um, so the fact that they're putting love and attention into the female foot, I think, is awesome. And a million scans, that's a lot of feet. So, yeah, I'm really impressed they were able to do that. I get, You know, some people might think, well, a foot's a foot. Come on, I, men's, women's feet might look a little more delicate. But at the end of the day, don't they do the same thing? Can you speak to the physiological uh, differences and the need for gender-specific athletic shoes? It's been ignored for too long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is a known thing that females can have different anatomy compared to males. Again, I say can, it's not for sure. There's a big spectrum. And this sort of started when a study came out in 2001 that said, hey, females can have shorter and narrower feet. They can have higher arches compared to men. And this was the first study to say that, hey, maybe women's shoes shouldn't just be scaled down versions of men's shoes or shrinking and pinking, as we call it. Um, yeah. So how do these uh, bliss feels different, uh, differ from men's, uh, men's shoes? Are they narrower? Are they uh, higher in the arch? I mean, they're about the same price range, 198 bucks a pop. Yep, yep. Same price range as we typically see for running shoes. Um, I can't speak exactly only what I read online, um, but I do hear they are, I think, narrower in the heel, wider in the forefoot, and do have a little bit of arch support there. Okay, and what would that allow for when you're running? It's a good question. Um, So I will say that now these differences in anatomy between males and females, they are interesting, but we're not sure what to do with this information yet because just because we have differences in anatomical structure or the way we're shaped, it doesn't always relate to function or injury risk. So for example, just because you have flat feet doesn't mean that you're going to have foot pain. So although a good fitting shoe is amazing and I certainly advocate for that um, from a biomechanics perspective, from an injury prevention perspective, we're not sure what it will do. Okay, and I know that your research right now is exploring how uh, running affects our knees. Do you break it down into genders? Yeah, we we certainly try to. Um, it's 
It's really difficult to do, um, but in my research in Vancouver, we have so many female runners out here, so it is quite easy for me to recruit female runners for my studies, but it definitely is a huge issue in research that females are just widely underrepresented. So again, I love that we're talking about this because it's a big push in the right direction. Your research explores how, um, I guess, injuries, uh, running-related injuries can uh, occur, and I I guess the goal is to avoid these. I I don't know one person that started running that didn't sustain an injury. Um, (laughs) You know, there's a lot of people that say we should be walking rather than running. If we are starting to run and train right now, there's something called pandemic foot. That apparently is happening because people are getting into it uh, too quickly. Footwear aside and gender specific footwear aside, what's one thing that we should be remembering as we start to get back into some sort of exercise program, whether it be running or speed walking? Yeah, great question. Um, Yeah, it's it's a funny phenomenon with this COVID. You know, as gyms shut, um, people turn to running and I think that's awesome. Um, just in general, my biggest advice is just watch your training load. So nine out of 10 injuries we see, they're from doing too much too soon. So if you're starting to run, it's an excellent idea to, you know, run for a couple minutes, walk for a couple minutes, do those walk-run intervals. And as your body adapts, becomes more comfortable, gets strengthened up, then you can start flipping those intervals to running more. So what I'm saying is essentially don't jump off the couch and start running half marathons, even though it might be, you know, a cool idea to do. (laughs) Uh, Really take it slow. I appreciate your time. Michaela, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Cheers. Michaela Kahn is a PhD student in clinical biomechanics at the University of British Columbia.